All right, Big Sky Documentary Film Festival, the 16th annual. We're so excited to uh, be sponsoring once again. And all week long, we've been inviting filmmakers into the studio to talk about the premiere of their films at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. And these interviews are proudly sponsored by Farmer State Bank and Northwest Plastic Surgery Associates. You can check out all the interviews online at trail1033.com. So right now, I am joined by producer, director of Trey Mason Dasan. That's the name of the film. And uh, the director here in the studio with me is Denali. How are you doing? Hi, great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So um, a very, uh, I was just talking to you earlier. I saw a shorts block last night that was kind of within the theme of what what your film is about. And it seems like this is a, a current conversation that we need to have learn a little bit more about. And uh, yeah, why don't you tell us about your film? Yeah, absolutely. So the film is Trey Mason Dasan. It's named after the three boys in the film, Trey Mason and Dasan themselves. Um, they're all three young boys living in Rhode Island. They each have a parent in prison. Um, two of them, their fathers are in prison and, and the youngest Dasan, his mother is incarcerated and is released over the course of the film. So we kind of follow her coming home. Um, and yeah, criminal justice is a big conversation right now. Um, there are bills being passed to, on criminal justice reform, and we know that we have a really bloated system here that's um, very overrepresented with black and brown folks in, in this country. So, um, but, but in those conversations, it's very rare that we hear from families, um, and, and even more rare that we hear from children who are affected by having a parent in prison or a loved one in prison. Um, it's something that affects over 5 million children in this country. One in 14 kids has experienced parental incarceration. So as you can imagine, that's at least one in every classroom and certainly in certain communities, um, many more than that. So, and I think you bring up a good point that the children um, aren't, I mean, they don't really have the space to use their voice and we don't usually see the repercussions of their upbringing with their parents incarcerated until they're older and then we kind of see it come full circle. Um, How did you first come in contact with these three boys? So I um, was going to, I I was really interested in the subject. Uh, I had met a woman who's a dear friend of mine now, Joyce Dixon Haskett, who was incarcerated for 17 years. And when she got out, she developed a psychological model that goes through the stages of grief and trauma that children go through when a parent is in prison. Um, That experience is now considered an adverse childhood experience along with homelessness and um, drug and alcohol abuse in the home and and things like that. So so Joyce had this program that was implemented at the Rhode Island Department of Corrections. So I was researching that and going to the visiting hours and that's where I met Trey and Mason first. Um, And then about a year later, I I met Dasan when I got access to the women's facility there in in Rhode Island. So... um, and the film itself is, I really consider it a collaboration with these three boys. Um, they're actually credited as filmmakers in the film itself um, and legally own 10% of the film too. So, awesome. um, and it's really, there aren't a lot of interviews or statistics in the film. It's really just their intimate experiences day to day. And they all played a really unique role in the creation of the film and in telling their stories. And, and that was really important for me is it's not my job to give them a voice. They have a voice already. And so how can I use the resources that I have to really amplify that, um, those voices that they have. So, um, and, and when I say they're collaborators, it really 
they each played a different role because they're all different ages. Um, Dasan, the youngest, was six during the course of the film. Mason is 11 and Trey is 13. Um, and we filmed over three and a half years. So um, they were in very different places in their lives. They're very different kids. They have different family structures and backgrounds. So um, I wanted them to be a part of it in, in whatever way felt the best for them and was most comfortable. So you really see that play over the course of the film as well. I was watching the trailer earlier and uh, it showed one of the boys sitting down with their fathers in prison and they were um, laughing and they're having mm -hmm. a, you know, a joyful moment together. What was your experience in having that balance of showing the really, the great, beautiful connections that they can still have with their parents, regardless if they are incarcerated? Um, what was your kind of view at how much you wanted to show of both sides of, mm. of that connection? Yeah, so the, you know, having a parent in prison, and as I, I just said what the statistic is, it's not a unique experience. And, but when we think about people in prison, we often demonize them. We think of them only by whatever crime they may have committed. Um, you know, everything from very low level nonviolent crimes to, you know, murder or, or other things that might seem more heinous. Um, no matter why someone is in prison, it very rarely has anything to do with their ability to be a parent, their involvement in their child's life, um, and most importantly, how much they mean to their child, how much their child loves them. And these are these are the kids we don't think about when we're when we're incarcerating someone, and we th we think about the victims um, of crimes, we think about the person themselves. But what about all the people who are affected? Who have nothing to do with what happened, but but become victims themselves in this system. So, um, you know, one of the most important things for me, and and one of the things we're really pushing through the film is access for kids to have to their parents. Um, Rhode Island has a really unique visiting program uh, in the prison where kids can go in every Saturday for two hours and spend just completely unrestricted time with their parent um, without another adult guardian present. So they get one-on-one -on -one time. They have wrestling mats, they have balls they can throw around, they have coloring books and or just tables to sit at and talk. And, you know, there are kids from, I've seen newborn babies a week old coming in to, um, you know, 18 to 21 year olds coming in to visit their parents and, and they're allowed that time their whole life, their, their lives. So, you know, the social workers there have seen kids come in as toddlers and seen them grow up um, with their parent. But in the film itself, you know, there are, some difficult conversations that are very real that the kids have to have with their parents. Um, but then there are these really light moments that just the prison almost melts away and you just are able to see them interacting with their parents in a very kind of normal way. We've all had these experiences with our parents if, if we have parents that are in our lives. So um, that, that became really important and how, um, you know, as a, experience of visiting your, your parent can be very traumatic if you're behind glass and have to talk for, through a phone, if you're sitting across the table from them, but you're not allowed to touch them. And th that's the reality in a lot of places. So I think it's important for people to be able to see how a visiting experience like this can really benefit um, the parent, excuse me, the parent, but, but mostly the child. The film is Trey Mason Desan, and it shows this evening, 6.15 at the Elks Lodge as part of the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. So you bring up that Rhode Island has uh, a very unique kind of uh, approach to that, um, but that's not the case everywhere. Mm -hmm. You're saying that there are a lot of, that those that freedom 
um, isn't really allowed mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, what is your film doing to help promote or move that conversation forward that we need to make some adjustments? So we are, um, we have kind of a three-tiered uh, engagement plan with the film, um, with, which really looks at different audiences differently. So for kids, the experience and the workshops that we're developing are really about empowering kids to have conversations and how to communicate with the adults in their lives, um, recognizing their own agency and power, and also helping parents um, allow their children to have that that agency and in, in, um, communicating their own experiences, asking important questions. Um, for incarcerated and formerly incarcerated populations, we, we find that the film is very therapeutic. It allows for storytelling. Um, it, it, it really prompts people to talk about their experiences um, and come to terms with how their incarceration has affected their children or other people in their lives. Um, and then on the more policy end of things, you know, we're really focusing on showing the film to corrections departments. Um, we've been working a bit with the federal, um, federal uh, Bureau of Prisons and different local prisons around the country to really say, look, the, these visiting practices exist um, and they're really important and here's why. Um, and, and there are so many people involved in those decision-making processes. So also, you know, family courts, um, prosecutors, judges, people who are making these decisions for kids, whether or not they're allowed to visit their parent um, and what those visiting practices are. So um, we're really trying to target um, the folks that are directly kind of involved in those decisions and, and show them what it, what it really can look like. The film is Trey Mason Desan. Again, it shows this evening Elks Lodge at 615. It's the Montana premiere. And then it will be showing on PBS in April. Yes. Yes. We're um, really, really excited to be working with Independent Lens. Um, it will be premiering on April 1st on whatever your local station is that has um, Independent Lens. And the reason we're really excited to work with them is actually public broadcasting is accessible in a lot of prison facilities across the country. So if they have access to television, they usually have access to their local PBS stations. So um, it's a, a way to get, get the movie out there. Great work. Well, we really appreciate um, everything that you're doing and the message that you are um, putting out there. And also, I think it's wonderful that you allowed those those boys to have a part in the movie um, as, as filmmakers, yeah. as storytellers, and also to hopefully um, be able to adjust the conversations moving forward about how we can... Um, yeah, we can make some changes. Uh, uh, social media, website, people can have to follow yeah. uh, the story a little bit more. Yeah, so our website has um, a lot more information about the film. Also resources for folks that are um, working with kids who know that they know kids who have parents in prison or even not. If you're a teacher and you think you've never had a kid that has a parent in prison, um, you're probably wrong. <laughs> there are a lot of kids. Um, so that website is www.treymasondasan.com. That's T-R-E-M-A-I-S-O-N-D-A-S-A-N.com. Um, and you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Trey Mason Desan, um, spelled the same way. All right. It shows this evening, 615 at the Elks Lodge as part of the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. Thank you so much for stopping by, Denali. Thank you so much. All right. We are The Trail 1033.